All right, but it's awesome. Here we go. Ready? Yep. You ready? Sure. <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babe? Hello. She's the good one. Yeah, yeah she's the good Villanueva. All right. So today we are bringing back the one and only Matt Williams. What up, man? Woo! <laughs> Hi. Oh, man. Was this fourth, fourth time? I think fourth. It, it might have been fifth. It was supposed to be fifth, but so, yes. you lost my one. <laughs> yeah, I lost everything on that one. And then halfway through. So we'll through, have to do that one later. And then, yeah, we, yeah, we will. And then halfway through our podcast, it shit the bed. Oh, I think that's when we lost it. Yeah. And nice. it was just a whole bunch of fucking technical issues. And I was still new with everything. <laughs> so trying to figure it out. But yeah, we'll, we'll redo it. <laughs> yeah. So this should be number music. five. That's a good one. Yeah, rap music. Ah. So I missed you guys. We so, miss yeah, you, I man. Just wanted to, I wanted to do like a, what have I been doing since I've been gone? Like stuff. Um, Living your positive, best life negative, away from whatever. here. I, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But <laughs> um, so uh, I moved back to South Carolina. Uh, which I like South Carolina. I moved there on purpose, which is great because the Air Force let me do that. Um, so we got a good house. It's big and it's on four and a half acres. So we have like plenty of grass for the chickens that we have. We got ducks. We got guinea fowl, which I didn't know. I don't what even know what that is. Got them. It, it's basically like a, it looks like a little turkey and there so we basically got chickens to eat the ants we got ducks to eat the mosquitoes and guinea fowl to eat the ticks um but but you can eat their eggs too they're smaller but they have more protein in them than chicken eggs but they're a little bit different so like they don't they don't taste the same but they don't taste bad um also we got duck eggs uh until the raccoons started eating all the duck eggs but <laughs> duck eggs are really good for baking uh because they make everything like fat so you guys, I don't know if you guys bake, but all the cakes and brownies and stuff they make with duck eggs just makes it like really fat and mm. thick. I have a guy in uh, my office that's uh, he's a Arabic linguist. He's from he was born and raised in Iraq, and so he likes eating my duck eggs. And he said that the Arabs use guinea fowl as like guard dogs because they're like huge pansies and they're afraid of everything. So they make they they kind of have like a barking squawking sound. So if the car pulls in the driveway, they go off. Like, I mean, if anything's in the yard, they start squawking. Like, so it's a really good, like, signal. Hey, it's instead of a, a house alarm, have a couple guinea fowl. And you just like <laughs> something, something squeaking. I mean, something's out there. So, yeah, so that's cool. We got our dog. He starts barking if I start snoring. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. He's a mess. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. What did I do this year? So. I finally got knee surgery. Uh, the Air Force has been putting that off for like four years. Uh, has the Air Force been like, putting it off or have you been putting it off? The Air Force has been putting <laughs> it off. It took, no. I'm sure I told you this all before, like the, it took, I think, two or th two and a half years just to get an MRI for my knee from when I was in San Angelo. And they finally sent me, I got an MRI and... I had a crack in the cartilage of my knee and all of the, they sent me to civilian doctors and they were all like, Oh, just don't run. I'm like, cool. Yeah. But like the air force kind of makes me have to run. So <laughs> I need something concrete. So I did a whole deployment 
on a no running profile and was able to run a full PT test and everything. And that's the last PT test I took, the last full PT test I took. And then they sent me to Fort Sam so the Army doctors can look at me. And they're like, hey, here's a profile so where you don't have to run again because your cartilage can't be fixed. Like, it, it can't get better. So um, it was slowly getting worse uh, while I was a good fellow, but they weren't making me run, which is good. And then I got here, and I go to the doctor, and they're like, yeah, well, we can we can cut the, the cracked cartilage out, um, and then it won't be hurting you as much. So they did that, and the – Basically, like I said, you can't fix it. So they didn't put anything in. They didn't fix anything. They just removed the, <laughs> fixed the glitch, right? They they they, they just they removed, removed some the broken stuff. Piece. Yeah. So they removed the broken piece of cartilage. So I basically spent until June barely able to walk. Jeez. So, um, well, how I tried many, how many like months total? Months. Uh, it was about six months. Yeah, because I got I got my surgery in right before Christmas last year. Yikes. And then I basically spent until June going to physical therapy and just trying to like walk. So, and then, and like seg segue, right? And then uh, my buddy took the opsu position in the honor guard up at DC. He's a senior now. And he wanted me to go back to the honor guard, which I've always been like, oh, I wish I could go back to the honor guard. Um, and for a solid month, I tried really hard to get into shape to where I can like, you know, even just stand at attention for like a little bit. Yeah. And then pretty much, I think it was September or October. I had to call him and I was like, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> so like <laughs> I want to, but I can't, I can't even get in shape to like be the worst, like in the worst shape of anybody in the honor guard. Like I can't even like, uh, so right now, like it's hard for me to walk up and down stairs. So Damn. I normally take the elevator up the stairs and then just walk down the stairs cause I could do that. But, um, and now my right knee is getting worse. So I'm just like getting stuff checked out so I can get more via disability, I guess. So <laughs> I'm just, just keep, keep on checking the boxes. Stuff. I, I am collating all of my records and they're all, the Air Force is going to have all my records and I should be good to go. But um, I can't believe yeah, you were so thinking I, about going back to Honor Guard, man. That, I, I've oof. always been thinking about it, but I didn't think I I didn't try, and I didn't think it was possible until this year. And then, like, it's possible because my buddy can get me in, but it's not possible because I can't. I can barely walk, so yeah. I definitely can't march. So the the thing that got me thinking about it was my other friend, who's current, who was the opsuit before my buddy took over. Um, said they want to recruit people just to be tech school instructors um, like they do in every other career field, like former honor guard people like me to come back and teach tech school and don't do any ceremonies, just do tech school. And I was like, sweet. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Cause you know, I just got done teaching tech school and I could teach and then not have to worry about like the stands and the marching and stuff. And, um, but you know, even then I can't, I can't do that either. So, and they, they haven't figured out if that's what they're going to do or not. So, so I'm okay. I'm just like, ah, okay, I'm just going to not do that and figure something else out. So that's cool. Damn. But man. yeah, it's okay. Broke my heart a little bit, but I'll be okay. Um, I'll be better if they give me a higher percentage. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the plus side of it. Yeah. So my, 
my unit it does uh, Middle East analysis. So I spent the past year on the regional dynamics team, which is all the political, military, history stuff. So that was cool because I, I enjoy that and I keep up with that. And then I spent most of the year building a training program um, so that way the guys can have their five and seven levels. And then now I'm in charge of targets uh, because they didn't have any tech sergeants and they needed somebody to help their baby staff sergeants be grownups. Um, and that's fun. So, huh? They're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, the I actually get to be a tech sergeant, which is great because like uh, there's the flight chief, there's me, and then everybody else like two two staffs and a bunch of airmen i'm like hey like i like this this is nice uh <laughs> the structure working the way it's supposed to be it, the structure works you yeah. know and it's good because the flight chief does all the paperwork and i do all the the fun stuff like karen feeding and like let's go to lunch because we're not doing anything and you know what just go home early because you know we don't need to be here um hello little girls <laughs> uh so that's our kid uh, so walking cool. in the back. <laughs> yeah, the kids just walking back there. So yeah, I've enjoyed at least since July is when I've been doing the um targets. I enjoyed um having a purpose in life. So that was fun. It's funny that you're uh, in charge of their shop because when I tell them like, Hey, I'm a one and oh by trade, like I'm just teaching up here in the target course, um, they're like, How often will we ever work with one and O's? And I'm like never like this and then they go there and you're you're leading their shop <laughs> that's right that's right that's funny or they make them go to the fighter unit and the fighter units don't know how to use them so they're just like oh you're one to know now <laughs> yeah like, all right well, that's whatever. that's with a lot of the instructors that have like come to the schoolhouse i'm like okay what have you done so i can kind of situate them on the blocks that are like the easiest for them to learn yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I've been a one and oh like my whole career," and I'm like, "You're worthless. Like, I need you to teach target things." <laughs> Sweet, but... thanks. <laughs> so my favorite thing this year has been my new commander who took over in June, uh, and we were talking about officers earlier. So she's the first, definitely the first commander, and probably the first officer that's ever given a shit as much as like I wanted. We talked before one of my podcast we talked about uh, you know all you got to do is care a little bit yeah you know that's that's all it takes very you know? low yeah our bar is very low right so uh she cares a lot she cared like the first thing she did she moved back the report time by half an hour just so people can not be stressed out if they're getting here before you know like because it was 7 30 and now it's eight which isn't that much but it was like okay gate traffic is bad you don't have to freak out that you're going to be here at like 7 35 you know um, no supervisor's going to yell at you unless you're, you're here after eight, you know, it does a lot for your um, stress levels and anxiety, man. Yeah. She did a, uh, what she calls a Warhawk day. She gives everybody a free day off every quarter that you could just be like, I'm taking a day off tomorrow. And, and that like, nobody can say anything. It's like, you know what? I need a day. I need a day to like chill out and not come to work. And, um, she's been doing that since July, which is pretty awesome. Just, just, Little things like we talked about last time that make a big difference because it's like, you know what? I don't have any leave, but I know I could take a day off if I need to, like, um, and just kind of decompress and chill out, you know. So here's where, like, 
the fucked up part comes into it. Like, have you had any, have there been any supervisors or anyone would be like, yeah, I don't care what the commander says. You're not taking a day off today. Not for and, those. Those, she came out pretty much like, you will let them do this and you will suck it. Like, because um, that's where but, like morale gets crushed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have a comp day, but I need you to work pretty much till you're gone. <laughs> but what I have seen is the 730 thing is the, the commander said, you don't have to be here until eight, but one of the flights is still making their people show up at seven thirty, even though we don't have to be there till eight. And I'm, I have been talking to my friends that are like in that flight still. And I'm like, every opportunity your boss has had to make your life easier, he has taken the opposite direction. So this is what I've been talking about. Like it's, something stupid it's just 30 minutes you know like or or pt right so uh she she changed the pt to be instead of three times a week it was every day so nice. um which half of the people wanted um and half of the people it doesn't matter if they want it or not because they don't have to you don't have to exercise but you get this time available to you mm-hmm. uh but you better not fail you know <laughs> so yeah. um every day we can either show up an hour and a half late and work out in the morning or we can leave an hour and a half early and work out in the afternoon every single day. And so um, nobody's checking to see if people are exercising. Nobody like in our flight anyway, because if you fail your PT test, it's your fault. You know, like there's no, I'm not going to make my life harder by like micromanaging what you're doing for your fitness and stuff. If, if, if you fail, then, you know, that's your problem. If you but get an hour flight, and a half every day, like you literally have no excuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So they take PT failures way more seriously because you have plenty of time. And I was even, I'm, I'm a PTL and I was doing their, uh, their FIP, their fitness improvement program for the people that failed. And I was like, you know, there's, there's the old saying, right? You can leave, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like I can make the airmen come to PT, but I can't make them exercise. Like I could be here. And force you to be here, but if you don't exercise, I can't like make you do push-ups. Like, I can't make you run. I can just stand here and like, okay, you don't want to run, that's fine. But if you fail your damn PT test, it's your fault, not me. I gave you this opportunity, you blew it. So, um, so that's been fun. I've been doing that. Um, five out of the six of them passed. So, the other guy was just fat. He wasn't pushing himself. <laughs> so and you're you know, always gonna have that. those people, man. Yeah. But, okay, the the best part about my commander, right? So uh, we live out in the country, and we didn't know it was co- uh, co- Copperhead? Copperhead. It's Copperhead mating season or whatever. Mm. So my wife's out there. She's trying to teach our dog to, like, corral. She's a shepherd, so she's trying to teach her how to shepherd the ducks and not eat them. And... <laughs> Um, so she was walking back and she thought she stepped on something, but it turns out she got bit by a snake huh. twice. So Copperhead's got a little baby like stapler mouth. Yeah. Um, and, um, she got bit on like the, the corner of her big toe, um, on her right foot, like two right on top of each other. And so, um, you know, she, she's fine. She was she in sandals fine, but or she was like in the hospital barefoot? for like. Yeah, she was in flip-flops, yeah. yeah. She doesn't wear shoes ever, and I've been trying to tell her for, like, 10 years she should wear shoes, but, you know, whatever. So <laughs> she made it through She made it through five years in Texas, not getting bit by snake, wearing flip-flops out there all the time, and the stickers and whatnot. I'm like, whatever. So um, 
So, like, she's in the hospital for like five days, and um, the the commander was like texting me, and like I've never talked to the commander before on the phone. Like, no commander ever has ever texted me before. Um, and she's like texting me like, "Hey, are you okay? Do you guys need anything?" Um, when we had a baby, like she hand delivered the squadron's present to my house. Like, nice. Like, just just little things like that. It's just like, man, she's awesome. Um, and you know, when she, when you have an issue and you could go talk to her, she doesn't look like I'm too busy or whatever. Like she always, whenever I go in there, she always just talks to me for like half an hour about whatever I need to talk to her about. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. That, that's awesome. Like to see that she cares that much and then, you know, having show face yeah. a lot of the time. So pessimistic question, how big is your unit? Um, I think there's like a hundred. Okay, so it's a pretty big unit. I think there's like I think there's like a hundred people. Yeah. All right. So it's not maybe it's a small unit, but she has more time to. She does, but uh, it is a small unit. But it there might be a hundred. I think we're not allowed to have more than a hundred. So I think it might be like so. There's four four or five flights of twenty or so people in each flight. So. If it's not a hundred, it's almost a hundred. So, I mean, that's um, that's still pretty big. Cause, that's still a lot of people yeah, to like yeah. take that amount of care. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying is that, and the previous commander, like she, she was trying to care in a whole different way. So she was like overly sensitive to all the COVID stuff. So every little bump, it was like, nope, go back to at home scheduling. Was like, okay. So it was like she was caring in a different way, um, just keeping us from spreading the COVID stuff. So um, she was trying to anyway. <laughs> so that was cool. We also have a bunch of officers. And like, like for the first time in my whole career, I have, I think a captain and a couple of lieutenants that admit they don't know anything and are open to me teaching them stuff, <laughs> which is nice. I was like, I know you don't know anything, but, and for you to say that out loud makes me happy because this is good. Cause this is one of my issues is that, you know, people, like, I know you don't know anything, you know you don't know anything, but you're still going to pretend like you know all the answers and be an asshole about it. So I'm like, okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> we talked about that before. Yeah, that's um, frustrating. Yeah. So the getting surgery is one of the things. So I basically had a change of outlook this year of trying to be selfish for once, <laughs> which is, the you know, it's not always good to be selfish, but like for the first time in my whole career and my whole time being married and stuff, like I was trying to do stuff that I wanted to do because, you know, we talked about, I have 11 children now and like, it's very hard to do things that I want to do without the children. So like the first thing was I'm getting surgery. So I don't have to like, so I could, you know, finally maybe function a little bit. And my knee is not, it's not really better, but uh, it's not getting worse because they took out the the bad parts, you yeah. know. Um, we went to the zoo a lot this year because I love animals. Uh, we went to we got a season pass to Carowinds, which is a little uh, amusement park up in Charlotte, which is like two hours away. Uh, it has like six or seven roller coasters, so uh, I apparently am too fat to ride most of the roller coasters. <laughs> But well, I'm not really too fat. You're just, I'm just fucking like, I'm humongous, man. Yeah. You're, yeah. What are and you, was, six, eight, six, seven? Six, five. But um, but because of COVID, 
And because of my back surgery and my knee surgery, I've got up to 300 pounds. And oh, I don't shit. look like I weigh 300 pounds, but I still weigh 300 pounds. So, like, and, you know, I went to go do one of the – I don't know if you guys have it there. It's a in-body measurement. It's like the bod pod, but it, yeah. it just does, like, your – yeah. Yeah, you just hold so on to the grips I, and the feet. Yeah. I have, like, 160 pounds of muscle. So, like, half of my weight is muscle, so I'm okay with that. Um there's a lot of water and a lot of fat, but you know, a lot of it's a muscle. There's muscle in there. Uh, so you're but still the first, functional. Yeah. But the first, the first roller coaster I tried to go on, uh, cause I don't like spinny roller coasters. I like really tall, really like really high drop ones. Those yeah. are my favorite. So I tried to get on it and they couldn't, they couldn't get the seat buckled. I'm like, ah, oh, just push, man. I don't care. I'll squeeze me in here. Um, and I couldn't get in there. And I took my girls. Then for the first time, they'd never gone on roller coasters before. I'm like, ah. Oh. So I was disappointed I didn't get to do that ride with them. But uh, there's a water park that we got to hang out in. I got to ride the – it used to be the tallest roller coaster because uh, they, like – I think I cheated probably to to my own danger. But, like, I squeezed in. He pushed in. It didn't click all the way, but it was enough for government work. So <laughs> they let me go. And I was – I probably won't do that again because it was like <laughs> it's like 300 feet and I was like ah was like, don't let go don't let go I was like holy shit uh, but it 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 was fun so I I I did that we did we went there a lot we got season passes so I took like I got season passes for five of my kids and I took each of them in groups like two or three times so um, that was cool. Uh, something I've always wanted to do is go to Universal Studios for Halloween. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but Universal Studios, uh, I think it's called. Uh, what is it called? I don't remember what it's called. Where's it, it? Where's it at? They have like a Universal Studios in Florida. Oh, it's in Orlando. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so how far we went is there. That? Took, That's a trip, isn't it? It's six hours. Oh, yeah. it's not too bad. I thought so it was further than that. It's not bad. Yeah. It's it's not bad compared to everything in Texas being <laughs> yeah. ten hours away. Um, so you know, I went there with my oldest, my oldest, and my thirteen year old are the only people that can handle scary stuff. Because I took the rest of them last year for how or two, I guess two years ago for Halloween, and they all like they wimped out, and I, I'm like, okay, you're not doing stuff for ever again. Uh, but I took two of them to the Halloween thing. It was glorious. It was very well done. Um, it's pretty awesome. Then I took my six, my six, 16 year old for her 17th birthday to Universal Studios for a whole week. Oh shit! Um, that was cool because she's a huge Harry Potter nerd. Um, See, I so we got to, to do Harry all Potter that World. stuff. It would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you don't need more than like two days to do Universal Studios, but we had like four days, so um, we got to go slow, which was nice, and do a bunch of things the second time, which was nice. The military season pass is like completely worth it. It's like uh, like a one day pass is like a hundred dollars, and the season pass for military is like two hundred dollars. So I mean, it's awesome. Um, and then we got a deal through the military people to stay at one of the hotels in uh, in the park. And if you stay at those hotels, like the prime hotels, it's they give you a free fast pass, mm. which the fast pass, no matter what it costs, is worth it. <laughs> <'Cause> especially <laughs> like we did the fast pass for Halloween. 
it was like an extra hundred dollars, but we waited in line for like 10 minutes for each ride instead of there were people there. There's like hundreds of hundreds of people in line and we were just like, zip, like, Nope, I'm not waiting in line. Oh, nice. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, so we got it for the, the regular trip to universal studios. I'm like the, I mean, the hotel was three fifty a night, including a hundred dollar fast pass um, for me and my daughter. So that basically lowers it to like one fifty a night, and every other hotel in Orlando is around one fifty a night anyway. So it was it's, it was worth it. Um, I went to DC to visit my buddy uh, that I haven't seen in a couple of years. That was nice. Um, so we took a couple of days to just hang out, and we always go to Top Golf and get drunk and play golf and. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, have you guys ever been to Top Golf before? I haven't. She has. Yeah, I just like I don't enjoy golf, so I just go to hang out. But it's yeah. it's relatively expensive. Yeah, I I never went until I went for the first time with him, and uh, I'm horrible at golf. But it, it's like a bowl. It's basically like a bowling alley. Like you get the food there, and you just hitting balls into these like random holes, like it. You don't have to have skill. It's still kind of fun to go, and the food is good. <laughs> so um, that was cool. I, I want to take much... I want to take a trip out to DC again, man. I went there yeah. like in 2008 for some training, and I was able to see the sights, but it was at night and it was cold as shit. I want to yeah. go. When... Let me know if you want to go because Sabrina's coming in April. I told her when I come back, I'm going to take her because she's never been. But I am the best tour guide of DC. I lived there for eight years, so like. Uh, and, and we can get, do a tour of Arlington, which is really cool because, um, you kind of have to know where stuff is to be a good tour guide for that. Like I could show you all the cool, cause I, I basically, I tell people that Arlington national cemetery was my, my office for like six years. <laughs> I went there every day and that's where I, that's where I did my work. Yeah. But, um, so that was cool. You know, I think it's pretty much, yeah. And we basically spent, uh, all the Joe Biden money on just having fun this month, this year. So like <laughs> uh, all the money that they were giving us for COVID and all the money they were giving us for child tax credit was great. And I don't think I have anything to show for it, but did you get credit was, for all your kids? It was fun. It was fun. I did. I did. Oh shit. Nice. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> I was going to say, man, how are you not broke from all these trips? I know. Exactly. I was thinking but it the makes whole sense time. now. It makes sense. Joe Biden is paying for my happiness. Uh, oh, man. He was. So uh, thank you, Joe Biden. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, yes. So the people are, are all like, oh, well, you were getting that anyway. It was like, well, yeah, but they cut it off at like three kids. So they used to cut it off at three kids. This, this for past income year, tax? they were just like, yeah, for on your income tax. It was yeah. like, oh, well, you only get child tax credit for three kids. So. You know, it's cool, but it's never been a lot of money. And now they were like, oh, all of your children count. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How many do you have so that, that are under six? Uh, Only like three. Uh, <laughs> only? That's it? <laughs> yeah, only three right now. So I got a zero, a two, and a four, and a six. And then I think it switches to odds. It's like a nine and a – or it's like a – Nine, Seven, eleven, nine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're about to have birthdays, so or they just had birthdays. I would imagine you're having it's birthdays throughout the, the year. <laughs> yeah, it's easier if I do them by year. It's like 2000, 2004, 2006, 2008, 2009, 2011, 13, 15, 17, 19, 21. So, uh, 
it's easier to do that way. Are you going to have more kids? Ages. I don't know. I don't think so. I think we're going to try to not have kids anymore. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. See how it goes. Um, yeah, we'll see. But we're 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 both uh, dedicated to trying harder not to have children. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So. I got to have fun this year and Joe Biden paid for it. And I'm very happy about that and very grumpy because they were trying to do it again for another year. And I was going to pay off all my credit card debt and now they're not going to do it. So I'm like, okay, well, it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go back to real life now. Yeah. Uh, So that's cool. But that's cool, man. You Um, spent it on the kids though. Yeah. We, we had a lot of fun doing stuff. We probably wouldn't have been able to do without that money. So, and we did pay off a little bit of debt. We had to take care of some stuff around the house, and it was nice because, like, we we had to buy some new furniture because our furniture died right before we left Texas. So, I mean, we we were responsible-ish with our money. Uh, we just don't have any like, you know, we didn't go crazy because I know some people are like buying boats instead of paying their rent and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not doing that. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but we are good. first. Exactly. Uh, so I wanted to ask, I wanted to see, cause I didn't hear you talking about any of this stuff in your podcast, but I wanted to see a couple of things about, uh, stuff that happened this year. The first thing I would talk to you about is uniform changes in the military. <laughs> I know I was going to so, tell you about hands and pockets. Yeah. For yeah, those of you that don't so, know, go back and listen to the podcast with, Will. I think it was like six or seven. And yeah, we talk yeah. about, that's like one of your pet peeves. So we talked about my pet peeves. My, my, like, angry Hulk trigger is hands in their pockets. And the Air Force just changed the rules to where now you can have your hands in your pockets. You can talk on the phone while you're walking. You yeah, can have, ear, have headphones in, whatever. I'm like, you can ch- cool. Eat. Now I, you can walk and eat and whatever at the same time. I'm like, okay. So I got nothing to, like, criticize people for anymore. <laughs> so I've been going around my office and just telling people, like, hey, just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> People so, are taking full advantage. Thing, around base, it's like since it's getting yeah. cold as shit, they're like walking around with their hands in their pockets. And, and you know, the I'm sure somewhere that was justified for like, you know, because I've read some Reddit things about like maintainers getting yelled at in like 10 degree weather for having their hands in their pocket. I'm like, that's stupid. I've never done that. It's never been like a snowstorm and people are hiding their hands for their safety. And they're like, I've never yelled at anybody for like a real, it's like actually five degrees outside and you're saving your life for having your hands in your pockets because we're office people that, you know, we're outside for as long as it takes to go from the car to the office. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no reason for you to have to have your hands in your pockets. So they're, they're doing it around the office and it's like, Oh, I'm just cool. Standing here. It's like, they can make it legal, but it doesn't make it professional. You still look unprofessional while you have your hands in your yeah. pockets. Like, it's cool that you're allowed to, and I can't yell at you anymore, but like you still look like an asshole with your hands in your pockets and your uniform, just like chilling. And especially officers are all like, Ooh, I'm all over that. I'm like, come on guys. <sighs> so there's that. There's I, that. Uh, I know it's gone way too far. Like I, yeah. I'm a fan of having hands in pockets. I think I told you that last time. Sure. But, but like don't, to the level that it's gone, it's you can tell. I I, I yeah. understand why they got rid of it in the first place. Sure, it just yeah. looks unprofessional, and like 
they made it legal so nobody can get in trouble for it anymore, but it still looks unprofessional. Like that, that rule was made for like maintainers on the flight line getting yelled at by their douchebag supervisors when it's actually cold outside and you actually might get hypothermia working on the jet. Like it wasn't made for office dwelling computer nerd Intel people like <laughs> sitting here with our air conditioner and temperature regulated buildings. Like, Oh, it's cold. Like it's not cold enough for gloves. Like you don't need to put your hands in your pockets. But the rule also gloves. changed so you can wear gloves without outer garments. Right. So we just have students in the classroom like wearing gloves at their computer. And I'm like, you look <laughs> like an idiot. Take your gloves off. But it's the same thing. Like they can. So I'm still waiting for the briefer yeah. with their hands in their pockets. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, it's, <sighs> I don't know. But the, the one that gets me is now that you can have your AirPods or your headphones on while in uniform. So you're like talking on the phone through your headphones, drinking water with your hands in your pockets while walking. It's like, ah, my anxiety is on high alert. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just, I can't wait for like the first, the first person to be yelled at for not saluting somebody. Like when they're walking down the thing, headphones in hands in their pockets, officer comes by, they're completely oblivious because they're in their own, whatever. Like, like you're still going to get in trouble for that. Like, <sighs> it's silly. It's silly. Yeah, the the <sighs> female hair, that's the one that's like just making me nuts because like <laughs> I do, I'll put my hair in a ponytail just because it's easier some days, but I still wear my hair in a bun a lot and it's it's like there's no clear definition. Like nobody's going to walk up and be like go to attention and let me measure how long your ponytail is. Um and your hair can be 2 feet wide now. One really? 12 inches on either side of the center point of your hair. Like what? two feet wide. That's absurd. You still have to be able to wear your hat, though, is what it said. I thought it said that you still have to be able to wear yeah, your hat. Yeah, but properly. you could just like people just put it over their ponytail. It it just looks like a whole disaster bag. So that at least I understand because there's. There's valid reasons why women should not have to tie their hair in a bun and, you know, hair loss and like pain and headaches and whatever. It's like that. I understand. It's not just like, oh, it's just cooler looking right. like putting your hands in your pockets. Like it, <laughs> that affects every single woman in the Air Force, yeah. whereas the hands in the pockets was only really for these people. But now everybody gets to benefit because uh, whatever. It's silly. My favorite silly, is now all right? the people who are like dyeing their hair blonde but just like the top part so like all this is dark black and then it's just i'm like absolutely not it's like i don't think you're doing that right guys (laughs) um so i so we had our command chief come um and for audience people don't know what that is it's like the command chief for our wing but we are geographically separated so our wing is at langley instead of in south carolina where we're at um and it's uh chief funk i don't know if you guys remember you remember chief funk um from being our squadron chief he's our group chief or our command chief now uh he was a chief probably he probably left right after you guys got here or yeah i don't remember i think he was already gone yeah. Bef- yeah. before we got there okay i don't remember when you got here so when we got here there wasn't a chief Okay, then. Okay, then. <laughs> so, anyway, so he was talking about they went to AFA and it was like the big conference and they're all talking with Chief Bass. And 
we were talking about the uniforms. So he talked about his opinion on uniforms. And then we talked about like, uh, he was like, Hey, do you guys think you were good supervisors when you were staff sergeants? I'm like, like, yeah, because I was a supervisor for years as a senior airman, I was in charge of stuff. So I actually think I was fine as a staff. He said, well, there's talk of not letting staff sergeants be supervisors anymore. Oh, I was like, shit. but, but why is, like, Oh, well, cause you know, they're not ready to be supervisors or whatever. I was like, but then you're going to have a dude that's been in for 10 years as a tech sergeant and they don't know how to supervise. It, it's not going to fix the problem. It's, gonna it's just going to move it. That's already <laughs> yeah. happening with people being promoted so quickly. Yeah. The, the, the issue is the air force doesn't teach people very well how to be leaders. Uh, we saw it, you know, working in the officer course where there is zero how to be a leader training at ROTC in our tech school in OTS. Like they don't really teach you how to be leaders ever. And they definitely don't teach NCOs really. And that was part of the thing chief Cody was trying to do with the, the course 15 distance learning thing was bridge the gap between, you know, the 10 or 15 year gap between going to ALS and NCO Academy. That was um, a disaster though. Of course it was. It was an implementation <laughs> disaster. Yeah. Not a, like in theory, it was a good idea. In yeah. practice, it was stupid, like very stupid. But like now they're trying to do the, what do they call them? The new thing they're adding to the staff sergeant test is like the situation based something, something. I'm really and confused like, well, on that too. Like, so in theory, it's a good idea. In practice, it's going to be like course 15, which is yes. like, which of the eight rules of this eight tenement thing is this applying to instead of, Hey, you know, Airman Snuffy it showed up to work today crying. Like, what's the proper response to go over there and like fix that? And like that, and Give then the answer being there's, something. There's no real the right. The answer being <laughs> something that we, you would actually do. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, tell that kid to go home until he stops crying. Tell him to like knock it off and stop being a pansy. Suck you know, it up, like, Buttercup. Go over there and help him. You know, <laughs> but, what are, like. But in all honesty, like, there's no right answer there. There's the Air Force answer, right? Um, right. but like I, my thing is like, who's going to grade all that? Like you're having thousands exactly. of tests. Who's grading that? What's Cause right it'll be is a multiple a right choice answer? again. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be like, and that's, this person didn't pay their GTC. What should you do? It's like, give them an yeah. LOC, but they haven't paid their GTC for the past two years. <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe an LOC is not appropriate. <laughs> Maybe fire them because they're, they're yeah. <laughs> take the card away. Check and see if they're delinquent on their bills or something. Yeah. I, I, but I that's think the, it's that's stupid. The thing is, is they, I don't know if you guys know anybody who's been through ALS recently, but I had two of my guys or not my guys, but in the squadron, I had them write down everything they learned or everything that like go through their courseware and tell me what they were taught. And Nothing. they are not, I don't, they're not taught what I was taught. Most of what we did was at least a, a significant chunk of what we did was situational like interviews, I guess they would do the counselings. Yep. Like, That's Hey, what we did. you know, Airman Snuffy over here, one of your buddies is pretending to be this airman with this problem and you got to figure out how to fix it. And then the teacher would like, okay, this is good. This is not good. You did this in, in response to this, you know, whatever. They don't do any of that anymore. It's, it's all just, I couldn't even tell you what it is, but it's all, and, and everybody's going to do this. Oh, that, you know, in my day they did whatever, whatever, but the, the answer needs to be, we need more leadership training 
instead of less leadership training. You don't need to take away responsibilities from people that aren't ready. You need to get them ready. <laughs> like the, yeah. the chief, the chief master of the air force and a room full of command chiefs shouldn't be saying, don't let them be in charge of stuff. They should be saying, where are we failing them that they don't know how to do their job? Like mm. anybody, I mean, the earliest you could be a staff sergeant is like three and a half years, right? So in three and a half years, you've really learned nothing. Nobody has taken you under their wing and like, hey, this is how you teach people stuff. Hey, but I mean, some of these what, airmen hey, are shitholes and they probably did have somebody take them under their wing and they were like, yeah, I don't care right. what you say. And they blew that guy off. Yes. Right? But yeah. I mean, yeah, we had, well, I'm obviously not in the one and O course anymore, but there are some senior airmen that are coming in and going to ALS when they get here. And then pinning right. on staff before they start teaching. And some of the ones that I talked to were like, they didn't teach me bullet writing. We didn't go over an ACA. We didn't talk about EPRs. I'm like, so what did you do there? And she was like, we marched around and said <laughs> the Airman's Creed. And <laughs> like... Those things I remember. Yeah. Yes, we did that too. And it's like, so for the whole month, like, what would you say you learned? And she's like... um, nothing like it was a waste of time and i was like cool word got Dude. it thanks i mean i remember going through als i don't remember all of it but like i remember the biggest thing i got of it was those like uh role-playing counseling sessions like that was a lot of help yeah and then just networking yeah. with everybody else like knowing other people that work around base and what they do and what pretty much what they can do for you as well and like just having those connections other than that like all the marching around the Airman's Creed, all that stuff was a bunch yeah. of nonsense. There's like, definitely no reason to have marching in ALS anymore. Like there's, there's no situation that you will ever be marching your people around. So that's not really a skill you need to like revalidate yeah, upon yourself. Not as an it, NCO. Like, yeah. I don't know. I and, went through ALS and, in December and my daughter was born in January. So I was sweet. wildly pregnant and irritable. And I was telling everyone like, shut the fuck up and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> no one in my I class liked me. <laughs> I was mad because I went while I was still in the honor guard and I went with a bunch of cops and I was like, hey guys, I literally march every day. Let me teach you how to do this. They're like, no, we don't need your help. I'm like, but but like I I, I mean I literally every day, every single day I do this. Nope, don't need your help. Don't worry about it. I'm like, whatever, man. So they excluded me from all the practicing and then I get in there and I do like a hundred because I I mean I do this every day. Like I I got this. Whatever, man. But it's not like a skill you need. You don't need no. to march people around anymore. On Lackland, we like... literally had TIs in our class. And the other people were like, no, we don't want them to lead. And it's like, it's literally yeah. their job to teach people <laughs> but, how to march. But, like, <laughs> But they do this every day. Like, they're probably good at it. <laughs> this is how we make yeah. our living. So that, that, and that's a thing that I'm, like, I'm disappointed about. And, you know, you guys... I, I will not be mentioning anybody by name, but Cruz told me not to talk about somebody making resp uh, choices for the Air Force. But the, <laughs> the things they need to be fixing, the things they need to be fixing are not the things they're fixing. They're like, like, you know, now we can have our pronouns on our signature block because three people <laughs> were probably concerned about that. Right. Like, but what about teaching people how to do their job? Like, does anybody know? Can we have more more school? I'm always in favor of more training, right? Can we have more training about how to be a good supervisor, like how to take care of random shit problems? We have taken it upon ourselves. I had this staff sergeant. She's been in like three years, and um, she kept coming to me with like these what do I do in this situation problems. And I'm like, you know what we should do? 
and we did. We started a club, a NCO. <laughs> we call it a huddle, an NCO it's a huddle. Gang. This is like you made that's a, not gang. a five, gang. Six. <laughs> that's, that's not the five six, and I specifically banned all senior NCOs from coming. But like, where we talk to each other about like those kind of things, like hey, like I don't know if you guys have done shirt duty before, yeah. but the shirts do this at every base. They go there and they're like, hey, I got an airman going through this. What did you do? What do I do? I got an airman going through this, you know? So I modeled it off of that. Like, it's just me and a couple of tech sergeants talking to a bunch of staff sergeants that don't know what they're doing. And like, hey, you know, this is what I've done. This is the experience that I had. You know, we had a really good discussion about discipline a couple weeks ago. One of our lieutenants just came back from a deployment. They put her in the Reaper squadron and she had this, this airman that was like going through and checking off all the boxes of like things not to do in the air force. He was just like, you know, and so they ended up kicking him out. So she walked us through the whole process and like, you know, things I didn't know before that I do now, things that are important. And it was really helpful. And it's just stuff like that. Like, you know, like my favorite thing to tell people is don't forget to read them their rights when you accidentally accuse them of a crime or purposefully <laughs> accuse them of a crime. I asked, I asked this girl once she had her, she was telling a story about, you know, and you know how I am. I just like hear things and I jump into the conversation, but she was telling the story to a couple airmen that she, in her house, while she was in the room, she had her dog stolen. And I'm like, what were you drunk? And it wasn't like, I didn't think anything of it because I always ask questions like that, man, you're an idiot. You must've been drunk, <laughs> but she was 19 and my, my master sergeant like heard, down the hall and he came and he pulled me in there. He's like, Hey, you can't ask her that <laughs> without, without reading her, her rights. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if she would have said yes, she's admitting to a crime. I'm like, Holy shit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, so I asked, so, you know, when I was a good fellow, I got to go talk to an ALS class and I, that's what I talked to him about. I was like, Hey, you got to read them their rights. <laughs> like, even if, even if they didn't do anything wrong, like you have to read them the rights just in case. Because you have the right to remain silent <laughs> and not say anything. And military people think that they just have to do whatever they're told. And that's true to an extent, um, you know, yeah. but not for everything. Man, I just did an for investigation inst like a couple months ago. And I ended up having to, it was a CWI, so like a commander-directed investigation or whatever. And yeah. Um, I ended up interviewing like 50 people. Do you know how annoying it is to read 50 people their rights and like let them write their statement? And I'm then, sure all their witness statements were great. Yeah, and perfectly then they would like, like, at the end, I'm like, okay, I need you to initial here, initial here, right? End of statement, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I'm like, look, kid, like, what do you want me to do? You wrote it down, like, scribble out what you don't want me to see. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. But it was, that was an interesting time yeah but yeah i mean like even now in here where we're at um we have master sergeants who have been in for like 11 years and they've never supervised anyone and now they're trying to be in charge and it's like and failing at like, it like don't talk to me i don't, don't want you to doing. be my friend right now <laughs> like um i don't want you to try to lead me or to mentor me i want you to not talk to me and you know those are interesting I, uh, now that I'm a master sergeant, I feel like I can mentor you as a tech sergeant. It's like you've been in five years less than I have. <laughs> yeah. okay? Go so, away. All right. I don't so need your help. That actually happened to me where one of the master sergeants, and I'm not going to say names, but everybody who knows me know who it is. They pulled me into the office with 
our flight commander at the time who was a captain and we're like hey i just want to talk to you and i want a mediator first off like oh you're a master sergeant you need a mediator to talk to someone lower ranking than you okay let's do it <laughs> and they're like i just want to give you mentorship and i was like nope <laughs> like, like if you're telling me you want to like talk to me as a master sergeant i'll sit here and listen but you don't get the option to mentor me that's my decision on who i accept mentorship from and yeah. they were just appalled well, <laughs> they were like well why not what do you mean why not and i was like well like you just don't have skills i want to emulate at that rank and so like i don't <laughs> want to take your mentorship it was like shock and awe in the room <laughs> the captain was like holly like can you just hear this person out and i was like no like no if you're trying to <laughs> talk to me in a way where i have no choice but to listen i'll sit here but when you use the word mentorship like shut it down <laughs> i want nothing from you <laughs> no thanks yeah it was if it, i'm in trouble <laughs> i have to sit here if you're trying to mentor me i don't have to sit yeah, here like, get my, Bye. i want nothing from you <laughs> No, uh, it you. was okay. I wish I could have had a picture of like that person's face because it was just pure bliss yeah. for me. <laughs> what do you mean you don't need my help? I was like, I don't fucking need your help. Like I, <laughs> I, I have been in long enough to know exactly what I need to do to get promoted, and I'm purposefully not doing those things. Like I don't need help. Like I don't need mentorship. Yeah, it's like, like I know I I know I have a bad attitude. I know I'm a smart ass. I know I got a big mouth. Like I don't need anybody. <laughs> what? You mean people don't like you mean people don't like it when you treat them like they're stupid? Oh, they, all these years I was doing it wrong. Like what? Like, duh. Like, what the I'm doing it because I'm an asshole. Okay, not because like I just didn't know it was wrong. Like, uh, but we 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 had this conversation before. Like that master sergeant i told you that got fired while i was deployed like if dumb airmen do dumb airmen shit like it normally just takes a, a very good ass chewing to correct the behavior but if master sergeants are still doing dumb airmen shit like like somebody didn't fix them you need to punch them in the face you need to fire them you need to kick them out whatever like like no like that is a, a much bigger deal but the the issue i have with people like that trying to mentor me is like the the system is different today that it was when I put on tech sergeant, the path to promotion is different. The air force changed all the rules while I was inside of it. And I got swept aside missing all these things because like when I put on tech at 10 years, I thought I was doing good. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, Ooh, 10 years. I'm doing good. Uh, because you know, it took my dad like 15 years to make tech cause he was lazy and didn't try very hard. But I mean like the, the old, the old way was like, oh, it takes forever to go. So when you, you know, you used to go to NCO Academy at like when you've been a tech for like four or five years, you know, that was when you went to NCO Academy. People were retiring so at Staff Sergeant too, and it was like yeah, not a big deal. I put on tech, and I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, oh, do Course 15. I'm like, cool, I'll do Course 15. Uh, I got to Goodfellow, and they're like, hey, you're the only one who did Course 15. You're going to go to NCO Academy. Guess what? Five years I didn't go to NCO Academy. They put every single other person there instead of me and then they were like oh uh we changed the rules to where now you go to nco academy at like eight years and you've been in for 13 years so now you're a shitbag it's like it's not my fault you changed the rules <laughs> like I, w I was doing good for a minute like so i mean the, the rules are all different like it especially for the person you're talking about like 
it's different, man. Like, I don't need your advice because the, the rules are different. And I don't care anymore. Like, I, whatever, man. I, I give up. I'm all for uh, accepting mentorship. But if I've been in longer than you and I've supervised more people than <laughs> you and you've been in for like 10 years and you look like a beach yeah. well, like, I don't want you as someone who <laughs> emulates everything a master sergeant shouldn't be to come to me and try to tell me how to be a master sergeant. Like, one, I'm not even eligible least, to be a master sergeant yet. And when I do become eligible, least, I don't want to be like you. <laughs> yeah. At least you're the kind of person to tell her that. And, <laughs> like, she'll hear that and probably not. But maybe do some thinking and introspective, you know, thinking and figure out, like, huh. <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe I'm, sure that didn't I'm happen. the one that needs mentoring. Maybe I should ask her it's like the conversation. to mentor me. <laughs> or something you know i don't know i'm just how we doing on time how much time do we have i don't want to like get distracted we're just about an hour so we got a few minutes okay okay i i wanted to talk about uh let's see i did that i did that i did that okay i wanted to real quick talk about or see what you guys thought about covid shots and the military and not like if you think like it was a good idea or not but like the 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 amount of people that were surprised when they were forced to get the shot. Okay. Because, you know, I've been in for 17 and a half years and I've been forced to get all kinds of shit that I didn't ask for. Yes. Like, and for the, for the people that actually thought they stood a chance of telling the air force, <laughs> no, I'm not going to get a vaccine. Like we don't need to talk about politics. We don't need to talk about if you believe in the COVID vaccine or whatever, but I just want to talk about like, how mind blowing it was for me to see people try and actually think they were going to succeed and to tell the DOD, I'm not going to get this vaccine. Like you have been ordered to get this shot. And you know, I like a month ago I got typhoid and I got anthrax and I got like these other, like those are way worse than <laughs> the COVID. Okay. Like this is typhoid. Like this is a thing that like shuts down. Like, and then anthrax, like, it's like, okay. Do you like, want to see this scar on my about? arm from smallpox yeah. that I'll have? For I got a smallpox scar. Hell yeah. We've gotten so I, many fucking shots. And in all honesty, you really don't know what the fuck you're getting, man. Like, right. They could tell and, you, hey, this is smallpox shot, but whatever. And, you know, I, and this, you know, because I've been in the military so long, you know, I, you have to do this thing called shut up and color, right? And there's an opportunity to say, to raise your hand and call bullshit. And there's an opportunity to sit down and shut the fuck up. Like the... <laughs> The, the, it just blew my mind, you know, and I talked about it with my, uh, depression talk about, you know, people who joined the military and didn't fully understand what they're getting themselves into. Like, Oh, now it's even worse. Now it's even worse. You can't just quit. Like you work at Arby's or something, right? You can't just be like, Oh, Arby's decided I have to get a shot. Fuck Arby's. I'm not going to work there. Like, cool. You could do that. Like you're in the military. You got like a four or six year contract. Like you can't just quit. Like, and it was more entertaining to hear the wives because cats on the wives Facebook page. And oh, it's just like, too. we're not getting the shot. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> like who do you think is going to win this fight? Right? Like, <laughs> well, like, I'll tell you how I got in trouble because of this. So yeah. I didn't get in trouble, but I got talked to. <laughs> yeah. So obviously where we work at, it's people who are right out of basic training. So they've been in the air force right. for like three seconds flat and they don't know right. what their hands are. So, we had students who were, one, like, just straight up refusing it. 
we had students who were doing the religious exemptions, and then we had students who were doing, what was the other exemption? Medical exemption. Yeah. Um, and, of course, me being me, we had the students who were like, I'm filing an exemption, whatever. And I'm like, okay, like, what? Like, do you have a copy of your shot records? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, why didn't you religiously exempt yourself from any of these vaccines? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it's because of this was the fetal thing. And I'm like, okay, well, like, have you ever taken stomach medicine, like Pepto-Bismol? Because it's the same shit. Like, that's how they test those medicines. And they're like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. It hasn't been tested. And so I'm like giving them the spiel on how like all the testing was the exact same. It's just the funding that was expedited, blah, blah, blah. Well, essentially it came to the point where like. educate them. Yeah. So essentially it got to the point where they're still arguing. And I'm like, look, when you were going through basic training in this assembly line and they were shoving shots in both of your arms next, two more shots in both arms next. I was like, at any point, did you stop and ask questions then like, Two weeks ago when you were in basic training, did you stop and ask those questions? And they were like, well, well, and I'm like, yeah, so shut the fuck up and just go get the shot. And then they were like, Holly, (laughs) you cannot (laughs) tell these students that. And I'm like, I just don't get how how, like (laughs) last week you were okay with getting all these shots with no questions. And this week, like you're upset about it. Um, And we had a bunch of students who were just like, nope, I'm not going to get it. And again, I'm trying to educate them like this isn't just quitting a job. You're legitimately going to get a possible dishonorable discharge, like, or other than yeah. honorable, and it's going to ruin you for the rest of your life. And you're 18 years old. And they're like, oh, well, for, like, what's it, it's not really that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it's like, I mean, well, well, they can't give me a other than honorable. They sure as shit can. You're failing to obey a direct order. That's violation of the UCMJ. Yeah. I see, I see both sides. And then, but, like the flip side so, to it was a lot of people got the shot so that they didn't get discharged, right? And then right. the DOD changed their tune and was like, you can voluntarily separate in lieu of getting the shot. So that pissed a lot of people off because they got the shot specifically to not get the discharge. And then they were like, the option is there to just get out. So, I mean, yeah, I can see both. But at the same time, I was really fucking annoyed by the whole process. Because well, there's people like they have legitimate so, health concerns. And I get that. Right. Uh, with the short amount of time so that the, the vaccine concern, came out. Yes. But I so think most I, people's are politically driven. Yes. And yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, they're not going to come out and say and, it, right? But I think that's what's really and driving there. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about religion, but like I grew up in Arkansas and I was persecuted for my religion because they're all Southern Baptists and they hate Catholics. And so I actually am very well versed in other religious beliefs, at least other denominations of Christianity and their beliefs. And the, so people who are like, Oh, religious exemption. I was like, okay, what religion are you? Because Hasidic Jews and Jehovah's witnesses are the only ones that really don't take that. Like, Everybody knows don't take vaccines. But it's if you can't all have vaccines, any vaccines, right? Yeah. If you can't have any vaccines, you can't be in the military because the first thing they do is give you like 30 vaccines because mm-hmm. they just assume you didn't get them. So yes. like if you really had a religious exemption, it would have been in basic training before we get to this point. And people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, I made up my religion yesterday and our religion said that we, have, we don't get, I was like that. You're stupid. That does, that's not a real religion. You can't just... And it's also the people that are, like, claiming religion when it's convenient for them, yeah. which I hate. 
because yeah. you either are or are not a religious person. You can't just be a religion because it's convenient. Hey, what religion will get me out of this COVID shot? Oh, well, I'm that then. It's like, yeah, you can't just be a Jehovah's Witness tomorrow and like, oh, I just converted and now I can't have vaccines. I was like, well, you need to get the fuck out of the military because you're going to keep getting, like I said, I just got typhoid. I got anthrax. Like this is my 18th time getting anthrax or something. Like they're just going to keep feeding you with stuff. Like, um, but yeah, it's just not going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that the, the first time I had this like experience was with the swine flu back in like 07 or 06 or whatever, or whatever, whatever it was. Bird flu, swine flu, all of those things were when I was in my first enlistment. It was 09 and, because I got it when I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, I don't care. Take it anyway. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to take it. Like, it was just like, it's part of the flu now. We're going to just embed all of these things into the flu shot. And there you go. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then they did the mist, which turns out they should have been doing that. They changed their mind, which I fucking hate the flu mist. But like, the, it's just the, my goal in tech school with the lieutenants and the airmen was like, you're in the military. Like there, there is at least a, a, a small group of things. You just have to just get over the fact that you are now required to do those things. You know, you got to properly dress yourself. You got to listen to assholes who are higher rank than you that are stupid. You still got to listen to what they have to say. Like you got to do shit. You don't want to do, but you're in the military and they pay you pretty good. They give you pretty good benefits and all they ask for you to do is shut the fuck up and do what I tell you to do. Right. And the like, ironic thing I, about that is like, people are like, man, fuck this. I'm getting out. And then they get out and it's the same shit on the outside. They exactly. end up in a job except, where they have to listen to assholes. Except for less money, and yeah. shitty benefits. Like, and like, okay. It, the you're talking about the fetal cell thing like i did the research right moderna and pfizer which are the ones they're giving the military like are 18 steps away from that to where like you know at, you know we're catholic the 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 religious people who were looking into that shit did all the research for you and were said that it was fine so like that that's not a thing they can be claiming because that's just somebody feeding them something oh tell them you're this and then they'll just like oh like no like if getting a shot is one of the things you have to do, and oh by the way, millions of people aren't just keeling over from getting this shot. Like it's not like I mean, it's not like fucking smallpox, which you got like this bleeding scab of goo for like a month. You gotta mm-hmm. not shower and not like touch it or you get you kill yourself. Like <laughs> you can't be around babies because you got actual smallpox growing out of you. Like it's just a fucking it's like a flu shot, man. Like it makes you sick for like the next day and then you're fine. So, I mean, I didn't want to get it at first because they were asking me. And I'm like, hey, if you're asking me, I'm just going to wait because this is the first time anybody's ever asked me if I wanted a <laughs> vaccine. But now that you're telling me, I'm like, okay, I guess I guess I got to take it. Like, all right. Like, it's not like, like, okay, I'm just going to, I was just, I just wanted to wait and see if this was a thing that we were doing. All right, cool. We're doing it. All right, let's do it. Like, yeah. It's just. I, I mean, I it may just be blows ignorant, my mind that people then, but thought like, they could win that fight, you know? Yeah, I didn't do any of the research into it. Like, I, I've read like some of the articles that pop up or whatever, but like, I didn't do any serious research into like all the shots and what the the risk yeah. and all that. I was like, because I'm gonna get it no matter what. Like, I would have to. I'm not getting out of the military. And then I never did it for any of the other vaccines that they fucking gave me. Like, our commander I, got like the the base one of the base doctor like the 
medical squadron commander or whatever, he came and he just explained like, hey, this is what RNA means and this is what this means. And it's like, it's not, it's not, they're not giving you COVID. Which yeah. They're changing your thing. DNA. Like, just kidding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not like the flu chip, shot man. where they actually give you flu to fix your flu. Like, this is, this is, they're not giving you COVID to treat your COVID. Like, it's not the same. I'm like, okay, cool. But the main reason we got it, we got it in May was because the hospital, uh, we we're going to have the baby and wouldn't let me into the hospital if I didn't have my COVID shot. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to get my COVID shot. Kat was worried about getting it while she was pregnant, but we did research and to find out like, you know, the doctor was like, hey, we have this many, you know, pregnant women that got the shot. None of them had any issues. Like, it's totally cool. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Listening to smart people who know more <laughs> about medicine than I do. Like, okay, cool. Doctor said it's cool. Got it. You know, I took it and I didn't die. Therefore, I tell other people that are like, oh, I don't want to take it. It's like, I got it. And I was, I mean, it made me feel like shit for a day or two, but like, okay, cool. I mean, to be Just honest, like anthrax numbs your arm for like three days. And <laughs> I know my arm felt like it was on fire, going to fall off. And I was like, yeah. and you know what I did? Got five more, like <laughs> five more of the same <laughs> shots that made my yeah. arm fall off. <laughs> I mean, 10 years from now, we may be all fucked up because of the COVID shot, but to be honest, nothing, nothing would have changed. I still would have gotten the shot, right? Unless I knew. But it's like, like, it's like, I was just thinking about this earlier. Like, USAA is really good car insurance. If I crash, USAA is going to pay for my car, right? They pay for all the hailstorm shit we went through. The military will pay for you after they fuck you up. Like, they're paying all those Vietnam vets that got poisoned by our own stuff that we were dumping on people. Like, they pay for people that were told by their dumbass supervisor not to wear earplugs when they're on the flight line or dealing <laughs> with guns. Like, this this is – the military, the VA will pay for it. So, you know, yeah. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Because at this point, 17 and a half years in, like, what the fuck ever, right? Like, I'm just going to – whatever, I'll do it. Granted, but, I'd rather be healthy than get the money, but still, like – yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that for everything, and and we didn't, and that's why I didn't want to talk about like the, the politics of choice in the first place. But it just like, it all comes down to the fact that if the military tells you to do something, you have to do it. And if the choice is you do this or you get kicked out, like you're really gonna get kicked out because you don't want to get a shot, like this particular shot that is not even one of the worst shots you can get. That you know, like it's really that big of a deal. Like you're gonna risk your whole life. I don't, this? I don't think people yeah. took into account, like, the effect that it had on commanders, too. Because commanders didn't want to oh, kick people yeah. out. Like, sure. like, they didn't come to work and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick out everybody who got the COVID shot. But their hand was forced, too. Like, there was an order that you failed to obey. And now these, the are the, yeah, these are the ramifications the that I have to enforce because you didn't do something. So it's like, yeah. it's not just you not getting a shot. It's you ruining your livelihood after you get kicked out of the military and you're forcing people to do shit they don't want to do because you won't get a shot when you got one yesterday like you just think of, of like the simplicity of it man like you deploy you have to fly over there to get in the fight right or do whatever it is you're going to do you're not going to say no i'm not going to deploy because i'm afraid of flying right. like it's the same shit my, with a shot brother, i'm afraid of the effects yeah. so i'm not going to get it my brother brought up the point because he just got deployed to Kuwait. He's like, the, the country of Kuwait won't let American troops into the country without getting the COVID shot. So now it is a it is a readiness issue. And above all else, the bottom line is if you can't deploy, you can't do your job. Like, if you don't get the shot, you can't deploy. 
if you can't deploy, you can't do your job. So we need to kick you out. You know, like if you want logical argumentation, there we go. (laughs) I'm not wasting a body because you don't want to get your shot. Like of the 20 people in this office, you know, 10 of them can't deploy because they don't want to get the shot. Like, no, this is not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Now, like I said earlier, I see both sides. Like I understand that you have health concerns because of it, but at the end of the day, I'm for the shot. And like, if you're in the military, just get legit. the fucking shot. Yeah. If they're legitimate health concerns, that's fine. You can't just make up a health concern. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm allergic to whatever is in this. Yeah. I'm allergic to RNA. Like you don't even know what RNA is. <laughs> yeah. But I'm allergic to it. I can't like, <laughs> yeah. nope. Can't have it. Like you can't just make shit up. Like yeah. if it's you like- always had a issue, then you always had an issue, but you can't just like, you can't just pretend to be religious today. You can't just pretend you have immunocompromised. You know you're immunocompromised today, and you weren't yesterday. Like you can't just make this shit up. It, Do you remember it, we it went through this same? I don't think it was to this caliber, but when the flu mist came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, I'm allergic to eggs." Motherfucker, no, you're not. You ate a breakfast taco. Go get the <laughs> <laughs> go get the flu mist. But everyone yeah, was I like, tried. "I'm allergic." I to tried eggs. to like. Oh, I'm ch- am I any of these things? I'm like, no, damn it, you know. But like the. I just didn't like it. That's not a reason. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't separate from the military because I didn't like getting the flu mist. Like, My favorite, like it, whenever it I got the flu mist, every time they would like shoot the flu mist and I would just get this massive nosebleed. So I would go there and I'm like, look, just get something ready. Cause as soon as it goes in my nose, I'm going to get a nosebleed. And they'd be like, yeah, okay. Like same thing with the eggs. Like, okay, bitch, like whatever. And they would be like, <sighs> and then I'd be like, Bruh! and I'm like, what do you want me to do? It's from <laughs> like, all those years of doing coke, man. Hey, it'd be like that sometimes. Cocaine's <laughs> <laughs> okay, a hell of a drug. Fucking Scarface over here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's just like I think we're gonna have that going forward with with everything, and now it's now all the vaccines are getting called into question. Like, like how many kids do you see running around with chickenpox these days? None. Wonder why. How many kids <laughs> had chickenpox when we were little? All of us. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, yeah, man. I, we so gotta we gotta wrap it, it up yeah. here. Yeah. So let's go ahead and finish, and we can talk more in a little bit. Cool. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's always fun. Year. It was entertaining. Uh, <laughs> I hope to talk more about more stuff later. Oh, we will. We will. Yeah, we'll do it again. Well, we'll do it like last time, and and have a few more uh, podcasts. I, I yeah. think we did like three in a row last time. We did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we'll do some more. Um, okay but we still went over time damn you sorry sorry <laughs> it's all good all right um, what was it do you have any parting words words of wisdom nope motivation next time <laughs> all right man i can't say i can't say holly's thing all right peace yeah, out yeah she'll be mad don't hang up all right, <laughs> peace out, Cubs, all right peace <laughs> out, Cubs, we'll see y'all later